Welcome everyone to Take the Lead. I am your host as always, William Kliske. And I am John Halloran. And John, we're going to start off with some good old football today. Hi, hi. And let's start off with James Devlin. Yes. Retiring from the Patriots. Yep, I got that news on my phone. Yeah, I saw the notice the Patriots put out thanking him, saying he's like, He's probably like one of like the best under not undervalued, but like he's not a household name like Tom Brady. No, but he's had they they're like he's one of the best players we had on our team. Everyone yeah. loved him. He's just a great guy. Great. I'm not player. mistaken, he was on those uh, t- teams that just won the three Super Bowls recently. Mm-hmm. So we can look cool back on and all say, you know what? I'm a three-time Super Bowl champion, mm-hmm. and they're all happy he was a Patriot. I, for one, love James Devlin. Whenever you did? he'd get the one-yard rush for a touchdown. He was a monster. He was a building with feet. He's my boy. <laughs> he literally was a building with feet. <laughs> I love that analogy. Thank you. <laughs> that was really good. Um, <laughs> I'm just picturing an actual building with feet now. That's weird. If you think about it, it actually could happen. Yeah, I'm just. Th- I just see a, an image of James Devlin in my head. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nah. But that's just another player that the Patriots don't have now. Yep, now it's pretty much down to, uh, I mean, more players, but it's just down to Julian Edelman now. All yep. by myself. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I will remember, remember you, Tom, my brother. <laughs> it's whittling down. I mean, it's basically Julian Edelman now. Yeah, but we go from. Patriots losing a player to the Saints adding a player, agreeing to terms to sign James Winston. James, James Interception Wilson, yes. Wilson? Wilson. <laughs> Winston. <laughs> Winston. But uh, Taysom Hill was not surprised that the Saints are planning on signing him. Yeah. Because he was apparently told that they're going to bring another quarterback anyways. So he's just like, oh, I knew it was coming. Yeah. I don't think uh, Tyson Hill's really a franchise quarterback anyways. But now he's the second highest paid backup quarterback in the league. Who's number one? Probably Nick Foles. Probably. I, mean, I just got to think of who the backup quarterbacks are. Because Teddy Bridgewater isn't a backup anymore. Nope, he's a starter now. Yep. That's who I originally thought. But I'm like, he's not a backup anymore. No. So I don't know who the highest paid backup is. Um, Alexa, who's the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL? Alexa, I didn't ask who the highest player was because obviously that's Matt Riddle in NXT. But Alexa, because I didn't even say paid, I just said highest. Ah, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, she Alexa, we're going off track. She gets on my nerves. I know everything. You don't know everything. She just doesn't know how to answer the question correctly. Hey Siri, who's the highest paid backup quarterback in the NFL? Kirk Cousins. He's not a backup, dumbass. So Siri and Alexa are both idiots. And this is why humans will always be better. Yep. Except we don't know the information either. <laughs> I guess I got to look it up because I got it. Highest paid backup. I, mean, I wouldn't QB. say Nick Foles is a backup because you technically. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett is 15 mil. Paid, 15 I saw something earlier today. and it is, uh, Since the Patriots didn't draft a quarterback, right? Yes. What if they traded for Jacoby Brissett? I was thinking about that. Because what faith do they have since they brought in Phillip Rivers? 
Yeah. And they also drafted um, Jacob Eason, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could definitely see the Patriots. You know, Bill Belichick calling. So you drafted this young kid. You got Phillip Rivers. Um, you know, we will send you guys a sixth-round pick and a for Jacoby Brissett because that's no offense. I think – because I definitely don't think Jacoby Brissett's worth anything from a third to, f- to fourth-round pick. I definitely think he's worth, like, a fifth or sixth. Yeah. I mean, he knows the Patriots system. He was with them for th- three years, I believe. Something like that, yeah. And I definitely could see, you know, Bill Belichick going out and getting Jacoby Brissett, but uh, I think uh, uh, Bill Belichick wants to prove he can win with uh, Jared Stidham. However, that also might not be the case because the Patriots might have found a steal after the draft. They signed two undrafted free agent quarterbacks. Yes, um... Jamar Smith and Brian Lewerk. Yeah, I think he was from uh, Michigan. Yep. Michigan State, my Michigan bad. Michigan State. But apparently, Brian Lewerk was impressive at the NFL Combine. And in his final season, he completed 59.6% of his passes for 3,079 yards, 17 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Not bad, not bad. But did... Do you think the Patriots potentially got another diamond in the rough at quarterback? Possibly, but I also have um, Patriots are betting favorites to Sam Ken Newton. No, please. I know, I know. It's uh, FanDuel uh, FanDuel Sportsbook released this update odds for Newton. Patriots are minus one ninety lead the way. They're ahead of the Jaguars at uh, plus three hundred. Steelers plus uh, seven fifty. Broncos plus one thousand. Uh, Bears plus. Uh, 1,100, Raiders 1,500, and Washington 1,500. Uh, he was released by the Panthers on March 24th. He you turns stay that way. Yep, but he turns in 31 next month. Um, I don't see that. I mean, I don't see the Patriots bringing Cam Newton. I, I think Bill Pelchuk wants to prove he can either win with um, Jared Sim or even uh, Lewarki. Mm-hmm. Is that, that how depend- it's pronounced? I just sprung for the fences, to be honest. Because L-E-W-E-R-K-E. I don't know. I just pronounce it Lewerke. Lewerke? Lewerke, Lewerke. It's one of the two, I think. Watch us both be wrong. Probably are. It's going to be something weird like Lorik or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just watch highlights from Michigan State. I'm sure we'll hear it. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the highlights can help us. (laughs) But we haven't done that yet. No. (laughs) Um, Jesus. Choking on popcorn here. Um, let's see what we got. Have any more football? I got a couple. Uh, I actually right, had us with it. Originally, I was going to do five winners and five losers of the draft. I only have three. Uh, Dolphins are a winner in mine. They drafted Tua. They wanted the quarterback. Tua Tagovailoa. Yep. How it's pronounced? Uh, Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, Tua. If I, I, I see the spelling, I'll know. I just, just kind of guess. Um, they also drafted uh, USC's Austin Jackson. They drafted Auburn cornerback Noah Agawanabi. Uh, uh, they drafted Robert Hunt, uh, defensive tackle, Varquique uh, Davis, an old Dolphins. I thought they were going to be rebuilding for a while, but they made a bunch of offseason moves. Their draft was good. Um, I got the Cowboys as a winner, as much as I want to say it. They draft, jumped in front of the Eagles, drafted, uh, dra- I think they believe they did draft, jumped in front of the Eagles, drafted uh, C.D. Lamb. Uh, should be good one-two punch with Amari Cooper. Also drafted Auburn cornerback Trayvon Davis. Uh, Vikings are my third winner. Drafted uh, LSU wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Also moved down and drafted uh, cornerback uh, Jeff God, uh, Godley. 
Now my losers, the Packers. Uh, they did they tra- ever draft a wide receiver? I don't believe they did. They <laughs> didn't draft a wide receiver. It was a heavy wide receiver draft. Uh, instead, they drafted um, Jordan Love when they could have waited to Parkinson's second round to draft, and they should have drafted a wide receiver. Drafted Boston College running back A.J. Dillon and uh, Cincinnati tight end uh, Josiah Duggan. I should have the Eagles as a loser, too. They drafted uh, Jalen Rugger. Was projected to go in the second round. They ended up drafting him um, in the first round. Uh, when I was watching the draft, they showed uh, Justin Jefferson on the phone. I'm like, all right, they're going to snag him. Eagles pick us up. They drafted. I even never even heard of um, Jalen Roger. I'm like, okay, that that's fantastic. I know who this guy is. Uh, then they drafted Jalen Hurts, which absolutely made no sense either. I understand. Now their depth chart is Wentz Hurts. Yep, that's probably why they did it. It's probably some rigged for stuff. the pun. That's why they did it because Carson Wentz is his, this is fourth or fifth year in the league. He's already missed thirteen games, eight to a back fracture, five for an uh, ACL, and they're probably looking at him saying, "All right, this guy can't stay healthy. He's in his first year so of you five. Draft a guy who also can't stay healthy. Yeah, makes sense, right? <laughs> uh, they didn't really address their secondary. They did draft uh, Quavon Wallace out of Clemson a safety. Um, I think this Eagles draft was terrible. Um, also, the Bears entered the uh, draft with nine tight ends on their roster. No. <laughs> Ended up drafting another tight end. Just, oh, my God. So the Bears got ten. Um, t- uh, the Bears have ten tight ends on their roster. Jesus. Uh, I would add the Patriots for not drafting a quarterback, but um, like I said, I think Bill Belichick definitely has something planned up his sleeve. If... Oh, yeah. If February 28th Super Bowl... Uh, Trevor Lawrence, what? Possibly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, February 28th Super Bowl, no Pro Bowl. NFL reportedly has some curious plans with schedule, with the uh, whole coronavirus happening. Uh, skipping Pro Bowl is among uh, possible changes. The NFL... Sorry. Uh, the NFL could, um, NFL could move the Super Bowl on Tampa Bay from the 7th to another Sunday in February. The story said the league wants to keep the Super Bowl in February... Uh, meaning February 8th would be a possibility. The NFL could eliminate the bye week between the conference championships and Super Bowl. The Pro Bowl is usually played in that bye week, and if that bye week is eliminated, the Pro Bowl would be two. That's crazy. They want to give these uh, any teams enough time to recover. Uh, the season could be delayed until Thursday, October 15th. The NFL could shift the schedule for two weeks at the end of the season. A third week would have teams against opponents with the same bye week, so that week could be erased, and all regular season buys would be eliminated. Wow. So it definitely seems the NFL is trying to change things up with the uh, whole coronavirus still happening. Yeah. Um, like I said about the Eagles drafting Doug, uh, yeah, Eagles drafted Doug Peterson makes plenty of sense. Uh, with the Eagles drafting Jalen Hurts, um, Doug Peterson said to... Carson Wentz, we just want him to understand that, you know, we value we value the quarterback position extremely higher here in Philadelphia. But at the same time, Carson understands. I wanted him to know that he's our starter. He's a face of the Eagles. He's a franchise. He's a guy that's going to take us back, hopefully one day back to the Super Bowl and get back to that championship level. So I wanted him to understand that first. But we also understand and wanted him to understand that we're going to continue to evaluate quarterbacks and continue to draft quarterbacks every year. I've been part of this as a player in my days in Green Bay, and obviously as a coach, and obviously as a coach. Um, like I said, I definitely think I had to do with no Carson Wentz not being able to stay healthy. 
Um, Jalen Hurts as well has his history of being injured all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the couple trades happened during the NFL draft. Uh, Trent Williams got a trade to the um, San Francisco 49ers and did his holdout. He did not play in any games with the uh, Redskins last year. Um, also, Matt Breida got traded, too. Really? Yep, got I traded. missed that one. Um, where is it? Yeah, they got traded to the Dolphins. Uh, now the Dolphins have... They got a bunch of running backs. They got Jordan Howard, the former Chicago Baron Eagle. Uh, Howard and uh, Breida can be a solid combo for the Bears' uh, offense, which is a uh, Dolphins offense, my bad, which is true. Uh, he couldn't stay healthy. He uh, played through injuries. It's a good pickup for the Dolphins. They really, I I think if you could grade uh, grade teams during the offseason, Dolphins are up there. I, I'll give them an A. They made a lot of moves throughout the uh, offseason. Had a good draft. Uh, Brian Flores did a pretty good job. Uh, the Eagles boosted their receiving core by sta- uh, by acquiring veteran uh, wide receiver Marquise Gold- uh, Goodwin from the 49ers. Um, Goodwin had 12 receptions for 186 yards last season before laying on injured reserve. Uh, missing San Francisco's run to the Super Bowl. Uh, he was a third-round pick by Buffalo in 2013, signed with the Freeze with the 49ers in 2017 after spending four years in Buffalo. Uh, the 2017 season ended ended up being the best for Goodwin's seven-year career. Uh, the 29 will finish with the personal best 56 receptions for 962 yards. Um, this is a good pickup for the Eagles, uh, if you can stay healthy. Uh, last year, the Eagles receiving core you know, started off with Deshaun Jackson, got hurt, Nelson Aguilar, Thank God he's gone. Alshon Jeffrey. Then after that was a bunch of who knows who's for the Eagles for receiving court at the end. Great yeah, word. Uh, I can't even remember. So hopefully he can stay healthy. Hopefully Alshon Jeffrey can stay healthy. Hopefully the whole Eagles uh, often stay healthy as well as Carson Wentz. Um, uh, damn. Bill Belichick shrugs uh shrugs off Patriots pass on QB. They just won for the undrafted one. Yeah, you said uh, Jared had a good year last year. He proved a lot. We'll have to see where that takes. And Belichick said, "Didn't Jared Stidham literally play in one, like two snaps? Pick, la- yeah, yeah, he played in two snaps last year. What is he talking about? Maybe preseason. Maybe, yeah, warmups. I mean, yeah, it's Bill Belichick. He's he's obviously <laughs> knows me way more than I do." But uh, that's all I got for football. Um, that's all I got for football. Have you a uh, football episode so far? Uh, definitely has been. Is that all you got for football? Yeah. All right. So ready to move to some basketball? Yeah. All right. I got one story. And it's a big one. It's a huge one. Tulane basketball player Tayshawn Hightower has been arrested for murder. Does it say where he would, uh, where he was projected to be picked, or no? Not that I saw. He had just declared for the twenty twenty draft a week ago, and officials believe the twenty two year old is involved in an April eighth shooting death of a man in Stockbridge, Georgia. Cops say that Green Wave Star is one of six people who they believe contributed to the murder. Well, it's good they say, but I mean, I hope he didn't. But with them saying believe, there's a possibility, but he was not involved in it. 
Correct. But it's definitely not looking good because six of those guys can definitely throw him under the bus and say, oh, he was there. Yeah, uh, so an update, 9.07 a.m. today, Pacific time. Uh, cops have just released more information on the shooting to TMZ Sports, saying Hightower and five other men showed up at a victim's house at around 10.49 a.m. on April 8th. A spokesperson for the Henry County Police Department tells us a dispute broke out shortly after they arrived and gunshots were fired. Law enforcement officials add the victim ID'd 24-year-old Devontae Long was struck by the gunfire and rushed to the hospital where he later died. Cops say five of the six suspects in the case have been arrested. You know, if he obviously just ruins his chances. Yeah. You know, if because I'm sure that was planned that they were going to do that. And I know if I was in his shoes um, and five of these guys said, all right, we're going to go uh, gun down so-and-so. And if I know what we draft in the NBA, I'm going to say, you know what? I'm not being part of this. You guys can go. I'm not part of this. I'm staying here. Yep. And if you're curious on his stats, he averaged 34.3 minutes per game with a team high of 15.9 points and logged 4.6 rebounds per game. So he put up numbers. He sounds like he played pretty well. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, though, he got caught up in something. And hopefully, I, I, I just hope, in his sake, if him hopefully wanting to be in the NBA, it's not true. But, you know, we're going to have to see where the story goes, what it leads to. Um, it's just an unfortunate situation for his sake. Because yeah. I don't know I just I just don't like say seeing players being part of these kind of things. Just not players, but anybody. It's just crazy. Um, my microphone fell. Uh, I made plans to reopen facilities until um, May eighth at earliest. Uh. The report came out last week to try to push for May 1st, but uh, it's good to push them back a little more, hopefully knock down these cases. Uh, our form, our foremost uh, priority remains everyone's health and well-being, and we'll continue to follow the NBA's guidelines, and we'll continue to listen to public health experts and uh, observe local government, uh, governmental uh, directives. Uh, Orlando Magic spokesman jo- uh, Joel Glass said, all cell phones, keys, and uh, other often-touched items will be cleaned and disinfected upon the entry to the facility. So it sounds like they're pretty much doing what uh, Walmart does to you when you walk and have to take your uh, temperature from what I'm reading. Yeah. And then they, it's like, just one person is assigned to make sure the facility is all clean. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Lamella Ball, Lonzo Ball, and Angela Ball are poorly signed with Jay-Z's Rock Nation Sports. Oh, I literally just read that, too. <laughs> uh, this is a family decision. Uh, Jackson told ESPN, this is now an extended family. They put together a beautiful game plan with Jay-Z. Yeah, now just... Uh, Execute the game plan, but release Leangelo because he's useless. Yeah, the basketball game is about to change. They're going to create something totally new. Um, In Leangelo's case, it's called theft. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, we talked with several agents, but the family had good vibes with Rock Nation. I've known Jay Z since I played for the Knicks, but this is but this is what the kids wanted to do. Uh, Jay Z is a master. Excuse me, Jay Z is a master. What he does, he's a global. It's power beyond, uh, power beyond power, which is true. No, Jay Z probably. Uh, I don't really. I used to listen to his music not much anymore, but he's probably one of the definitely top. If you look up uh, music mus- uh, artists, if you say he's done a lot for himself. Um, had his own clothing brand at one point. He's has his own sports agency. He's done well for himself. Mm-hmm. But now he's got the three uh, Ball Brothers, so hopefully this will work out well for him. Um, that's all I got for basketball. Yeah, I only had that one story. So you ready to jump into some baseball? Yeah, I got a. David Ortiz says Rod's, uh, Red Sox uh, signed Stanley Punishment was not fair. So wait, what? Uh, he said it was not fair. Oh, the sign stealing punishment. Uh, they're searching, trying to find out anything that happened at Houston happened in Boston, but basically it wasn't even close to a similar situation. What happened in Boston is what everyone's doing in the league right now, and I think the punishment was not fair. I agree. Are you you're going to blame the video guy? Suspend him for two years just because. Oh, just one year. Uh he said two. Oh, okay. Uh, two years just because he's watching signals, uh, the signals the catcher is giving, telling the players so the player can use it on the field. That's what everyone is doing. I don't call that cheating. I think it was more of an excuse than anything else. And you know what? N- n- I'm not being biased because I'm a Red Sox fan. I agree with David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. Teams do this all the time. Yankees got caught a couple of years ago, I believe. Um, Red Sox and Houston just got caught. Teams do this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll have... Uh, People sitting out in center field using binoculars, spying on it. Yeah. I mean, it happens in the league. Unfortunately, two teams got caught. I still think the Red Sox didn't do it, but that's me. I still haven't seen proof. Yeah. Astros, they did it. You saw all the proof. <laughs> that's the proof. All right. So, A's prospect Noah Vaughn. Unleashes a monster bat flip after taking his wife deep in their driveway. And I gotta see this. Here's the video. It's not really a story. I just wanted to get John's junior reaction on the podcast. Oh, <laughs> did that guy say cringe? <laughs> I couldn't tell what he said. Like she maybe. had some cake on her. Yeah, she's probably a softball player. Woo! But <laughs> I just wanted to crush the, that. the bat flip. Yeah, he said cringe. Cringe. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, Noah Vaughn replied to the video. The person put is like, "I slept in the backyard after that one." Lol. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Oh, wait. Nope. Here's uh, some payback. Is that her? Oh, she got a heat. She, he whiffed it. He whiffed on the curve. <laughs> but, yeah, I just wanted to get your reaction to that monster he shot he had. <laughs> yeah. So, another thing I have for baseball is there's been more than 300 no-hitters in Major League history. But did you know that there are four specific dates 
that share the most no hitters? My guess is probably April twenty seventh. Since it's twenty seventh. Yeah, April twenty seventh is one of them. <laughs> but do you wanna know how many all right, so it's April twenty seventh, May fifteenth, September twentieth, and September twenty eighth. How many no hitters do you think have been thrown on each of those days? I think it's been like 20 no-hitters in baseball or something like that. There's been over 300 no-hitters in baseball. No, that's, like, perf- that's, that's perfect, perfect games, games for yeah. 20. Um, I'm going to say 10 on April 27th. Six. six. They all share the most with six. Six. Nolan Ryan's basically most of those because he has seven <laughs> no career no-hitters. Let's see how many Nolan Ryan's are on this list, okay? All right. April 27th, Kevin Millwood, 2003 Phillies. Derek Lowe, 2002 Red Sox. Red Sox yep. Scott Erickson, 1994 Twins. Steve Busby, 1973 Busby. Royals. Uh, Tom Phoebus, 1968 Orioles. Not alive. And Jim Tobin, 1944 Boston Braves. Definitely not alive. May 15th, Len Barker, 1981 Indians. Nolan Ryan, 1973 Angels. Don Cardwell, 1960 Cubs. Virgil Trucks, 1952 Tigers, that's a name. Clyde Schoen, 1944 Reds. And Claude Hendricks, 1915 Chicago Whales. 19, Chicago Whales, <laughs> yeah, what? Chicago Whales. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. September 20th, uh, Bob Moose, ni- Moose, 1969 Pirates. Hoyt Wilhelm. Hoyt! 1958 Orioles, Frank Smith, 1908 White Sox, Nick Maddox, 1907 Pirates. Here's the name: Nixie Callahan, 1902 Callahan. White Sox, and Larry Corcoran, 1882 Chicago. This is so f- 1882 Chicago White Stockings. White Stockings. <laughs> so so far, Nolan Ryan has been on this list once. Yes. So here comes all Nolan Ryan for September 28th. <laughs> uh, September 28th, Jordan Zimmerman, 2014 Nationals. Yeah, I remember that game. Homer Bailey, 2012 mm-hmm. Reds. Uh, Vita Blue, Glenn Abbott, Paul Lindbald, and Rolly Finger. Rolly Fingers, 1975 Athletics. But multi-pitcher, no-hitter. Yeah. Nolan Ryan, 1974 Angels. Allie Reynolds, 1951 Yankees. And Ed Cush- I read the I read ahead to the team name. Ed Cushman, the 1884 Milwaukee Cream Cities. Cream Cities? What? <laughs> yeah. It's right the last of the bold. Milwaukee Cream Cities. That literally sounds like an ice cream place in Milwaukee. Milwaukee Creamsicles. Ed. Cream Cities. <laughs> That's an interesting fact. <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to... I thought that was cool. So it's April twenty seventh. If there was a baseball game, a no hitter could happen tonight. But guess what? A no hitters on happening tonight because mm. there's no baseball. That's very accurate. May fifteenth, September twentieth, and September twenty eighth could pull ahead this year with the no hitters. Damn it! <laughs> um, they have any more baseball? Uh yes. Nolan. Uh, Nolan Ar. I, I can never say his last name. Nolan Arenado. Arenado. Uh yeah. Details how he's passing time without baseball. I miss baseball every day. Um, he's still going to the gym uh, with a few other players, but they're wearing gloves uh, and sitting far right from each other during hitting sessions. Uh, he says not being able to high-five them is weird. 
You can fist pound them. <laughs> yeah. But it's weird. We're not high fiving. We wear gloves. And we sit, we try, uh, watch the hit. We sit far f- from apart each other. Uh, these are guys I trust, but you still have to take uh, precautions. It's just weird being uh, cautious about not high fiving or touching them. I miss baseball every day. This has been a day that I haven't thought about it. Every day I'm hopeful that we'll play. I miss the grind, the fight, the competition. Baseball players, like a lot of athletes, are just addicted to competition. Uh, that's why we make up games to play in the off season. That's why uh sorry, just uh, saw something funny. That's why we are constantly trying to can uh to compete. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry guys, uh, that's what I miss the most. You can't uh recreate it. There's no adrenaline uh that compares to facing the best in the world. Um, well, it's good that he's definitely taking precautions and staying away from uh, teammates, but you still can definitely fist pound people. Uh, definitely. A man sues Dodgers <laughs> after suffering fractured skull and parking lot attack. Um, the lawsuit was uh, filed on behalf of 45-year-old Rafael uh, Riana and his wife in Los Angeles County Superior Court. Thursday, the lawsuit includes claims of uh, negligence and... Um, Ran a 45 was attacked while walking to his car shortly after midnight on uh, March 3rd, 2019. After watching a 13 inning game that ended 5 to 4, won by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, the lawsuit said uh, Rihanna was on the phone with his wife, telling her that he was on his way home when unknown attackers punched him, reportedly causing him to collapse on the uh, asphalt, striking his head, losing consciousness, while his wife heard the entire, entire assault. Um, according to Los Angeles, one of the two uh, firms representing Rania is Gennardi uh, and Keese. The law firm won an $18 million verdict on behalf of San Francisco Giants fan Brian Straw. I remember this, who was attacked and suffered permanent brain uh, injury in a Dodger Stadium parking lot on March 31, 2011. Wow, one happened March 30th, one happened March 31st. That is crazy. That's seven years apart that literally uh, almost happened between each other. So if we ever go to a Dodgers game in Red Sox, either March 30th or March 31st, we have to have the have the going to have to watch each other's backs. That is crazy. One happened March 31st, 2011. The other was March 30th, 2019. Wow. Let's just not go in March. Let's no. Just, let's just cross out that month. Yep. <laughs> um. Anymore? No. All right, so all I have left is this one that we could potentially do for a full episode. We are already over 30 minutes. Do you want to just continue and make it like an yeah, hour episode? Yeah, All right, cool. Let's do that. All right, so this is 10 rule changes MLB could test during the shortened 2020 season. And I want to. I just want to basically read them to you. We can discuss the likelihood and whether yeah. or not they'll actually do it. Some of them are a little more outrageous than others. Mm-hmm. All right. First one. Universal DH. Universal designated hitter. Yeah. So the National League would have a designated hitter as well. All right. I like that. Do you think that's something they would do? Yeah, because I definitely think uh, with the pitcher. At least for this season. With the pitcher ba- uh, batting, you definitely want your pitcher getting hurt. Yeah. Especially in. Potential all the double header headers they might have. Yes, I, I like it. I, I like it. Even though some people want to get rid of the DH, I definitely think they should keep it. 
Why would we want to get rid of the DH? I know, it makes no sense. I definitely they should I, keep it. I think, if anything, both leagues should have a DH over yes. both teams not having both leagues yep. not having a DH. But let's see. Um, number two, eliminate instant replay. No, keep it. Well, it's just for the season. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, I no actually no keep it keep it. I like the replay. Even though it takes forever, even though it takes forever, I mean, I'm just saying, if if a play happens and they don't replay it, well, it's, it's just for the short short term for the yeah. shortened season. But just like, just uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm saying just keep it. I, um, automated strike zone. Yeah, because half the time the Amazon know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. So I wanted to show you this, right? This happened in um what is it? In a MLB Arizona Fall League game, right? I'm gonna show you the pitch and then I'm gonna show you where it landed in the strike zone. That was called strike by the automated strike zone. And the batter ended up getting ejected. Well, we'll let it reset so you can see it one more time. What do you think? That, okay, no, what? Yeah, get rid of that. Never mind. My Nana can make a better call than that. Well, want to know where it showed in the strike zone? Oh, I hit the corner. Like, literally, the corner. Catch it a good job dropping it. Well, it was an automated, so it's right. That was the moment across the plate. And that's the strike. moment that matters. I think that's actually kind of cool. Because remember, we talked about the robots. That's going to be like in the future. Because I'm saying the the ball will be literally all the way out. Yeah, obviously the system's not perfect. It's called the automated um, balls and strikes, or abs for short. Yeah, but it's just like I don't know. I think temporarily for a season like this. Just give it a shot and see where it goes. Yeah, try try something new for the shorter season because it's gonna be this season's gonna be completely different than any other season, anyways. Yeah, might as well just completely change it <laughs> for the year. Yeah, confuse everyone. Um, let's see, pitch clock. Didn't they try giving this a shot? The pitch clock. Oh, getting rid of it. I uh, you know what. Yeah, you know what. Get rid of the pitch clock completely. Oh, I didn't. I, I'm really not a big fan of the pitch clock. Well, it's not getting rid of it. Be adding the pitch clock. I thought they already had it. Well, it's like long, but it's not like strict or anything. Yeah, I think it's just get rid of the pitch clock, clock completely. Yeah, MLB's initial pitch clock proposal last year was called for a 20-second pitch clock with violators getting slapped with automatic balls for pitchers or strikes for hitters. The average pace was 24.9 seconds between pitches with an at-bat in 2019, and that's up from 22.7 seconds five years ago. So it's just like the short and twenty twenty season is the perfect time to experiment with the pitch clock. And I, and I'm, I was really a big fan of the pitch clock. And just keep in mind, we're not talking about it consistently going. We're just talking about this season, the yeah. twenty twenty season. And I'm only emphasize it for this one in particular. Ready? Ties. Oh man, that is interesting. You know what? Do it because I'll try watch a baseball game. 
Like did I mean you can't do World Series, you dummy. <laughs> Uh, Are you about to say World Series? No, I was going to say because uh, when the Red Sox and Dodgers went to 18 innings, after the 14th inning, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. It's friggin' to 1230. I, I exactly. got to go to bed. Exactly. Imagine it was just like they do this, right? World Series, game set. Oh, end in a tie. We're going to game eight tomorrow. <laughs> it's like I don't want to sit and watch a game go into the 23rd inning. I mean, you, they show people there that stay. They're sleeping in the stands. Oh, yeah, literally. Yeah, do it's the like ties. like 2, 3 in the morning Eastern. Do the ties. Uh, let's see. I right. Again, we're just speaking in terms of this season, right? Mm-hmm. Mercy rule. Nah. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know. This, the, in the article, this the person who wrote is completely against the mercy rule in general. But it could be beneficial this season with a condensed schedule because it eliminates low leverage innings and reduces wear and tear and possible exposure to COVID nineteen. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but like we're talking about like ten, fifteen runs up in like the seventh inning, and so like I'm just gonna call it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I uh, I don't know. It's not little league, so. I don't mind a game when it's twenty-two to nothing. I think that's kind of cool. Well, yeah. Don't stop at fifteen. <laughs> Keep going. Keep clapping those cheeks. Yeah, but also in the article, he said, uh, "Where is it?" Uh, oh, yeah, here it is. It says, um, "Yeah, the the first thing he writes explaining against the mercy rule. He's like, these are professional players playing until the game is over, and if the other team is running up the score, too bad. Stop them if you don't like it." <laughs> No, keep going. Who no, cares? like stop them from scoring if you don't yeah. like it. Put a good pitcher on that's going to strike out your people instead of this pitcher exactly. gives up 10 runs. This pitcher gives up 10 runs. No. Exactly. There's also a typo in this article. What did he do? He said, play until the game, it's over. Do people double check before they read anything? No. And this is on CBSSports.com. So I just want to let you know that's fun. You know what? When his boss sees that, you know what's going to happen? When they listen to this podcast, it's like, oh my God, there's a typo. You know what's going to happen? What? When his oh. boss sees that? <laughs> Where is it? Um, you can you can find it, John. I know what you're looking for. <laughs> um, That's a common thing we use on here now. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to get really crazy? Yes. Oh, actually, speaking of which, before that clip, that's, that clip started the Major Wrestling Figure podcast this week. It did? Yeah, I just wanted to tell you that. (laughs) So this one's crazy, and this is more so just because of corona. Lay it down. Ghost Runners. Oh, my God. It hit me back when we used to play Wiffle Ball back (laughs) in the yard. (laughs) Yeah, it's like two on two. It's like, oh, crap, we got a guy to run first. Okay, there's a guy on second. Just 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 remember, there's someone there. Yep. (laughs) No, I don't don't like that. That's fine. No, I just thought they they have it on the list because yeah, it's weird. Whole, I, I don't know how I feel about that. We were just getting crazier as the list goes on, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, here's one. It's something that minor league does in regards to double headers, uh, seven inning games. You but this would be right? like completely through the season, I think. And you and I saw that. We went to the Fisher Cats game last year. They played one seven. You and I won't had to leave uh, yeah, the stadium and come back in. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I actually I think that I actually like that. Yeah, because if you think about it, it's four fewer innings per doubleheader. Yes, and sometimes when a uh, doubleheader once starts at one, the other starts at seven, sometimes that one o'clock game can lead up until almost 
five, six o'clock. Especially if you need to go into extras. Yeah, then they have to. <laughs> <literally> st- <laughs> we have to stay on the field. I like that one. That's a good idea. Yeah. All right. Here's one. Uh, quick counts. So just like MLB, the show, video game franchise introduced the quick counts. Uh, it allows games to generate a random count before each bat. One and one, three and zero, oh, oh, two, whatever. Luck of the draw. Ah, no. Or what if they just said, okay, one, one, go. Like the entire game. To like speed it up. Yes. If they do the nine yeah, innings just at one, for one. the season. Because yeah. if you start at 3 0, oh, you know how many walks you're going to Well, be? it's the luck. Yeah, I know, but you know how many walks you would be? I like the one, one, yeah. Yeah, this says it made the game more realistic because it was impossible to draw walks or push the pitcher's count up otherwise. Yep. In regards to the video game, yeah. anyways. <laughs> I like the next paragraph. Bringing quick counts into the real world would be a massive shift, and everyone would hate it. Every single player, hitter, or pitcher would would believe they're getting a short end of the stick. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like imagine a pitcher is like, okay, okay, go, you're three and zero. It's like what? Come again? <laughs> Are you serious? Or imagine being a batter. Okay, it's already 0-2. It's just like, excuse me? My microphone keeps falling. <laughs> imagine it's like if this person is open to the idea that quick count should be tailored to each player's specific skills. Oh, like Hunjun Ryu would get fewer three-ball counts than Dakota Hudson because Ryu's uh, 1.18 walks per nine and... F- uh, Hudson is 4.43 walks per nine, right. for example. But, yeah, just don't do it. No. Yeah, and it's like the single biggest issue with quick counts is that it reduces how much each player's skill determines the outcome. I'm not a big fan of that one. Yeah. I, mean, and the I, fi- I like it and I don't. And the final one, let the one, two, three hitters bat every inning. Ah. Want me to expand? In every sport except baseball, teams can force feed the game to their best players. The Lakers can give the ball to LeBron James pretty much whenever they want. The Penguins can make sure Sidney Crosby is on the ice for every big moment. When they need a score late, the Chiefs can put in put the game on Patrick Mahone's shoulders. Stars star players drive those sports. That is not the case in baseball. Down a run in the ninth inning. If the seven, eight, nine hitters are coming up, too bad. That's two bats. You can't send your best hitters to the plate there. That everyone gets a chance aspect of baseball is part of what makes it great. You can only hide your weakest links so much, and it's damn near impossible to avoid them entirely. Did I cut you off? Yeah. No, did I cut you off? Oh, no. Oh. I was going to say, when they said, oh, LeBron James putting the game in his hand, first of all, go back to the 2013 NBA Finals. I'm pretty sure LeBron James, if I'm not mistaken, passed the ball. Every time there's a big shot, LeBron James passes the ball. <laughs> J.R. Smith. <laughs> well, he's a. F- <laughs> I thought we were winning. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> um, so no, no, I uh, no, I yeah, I agree. Definitely keep the seven, eight, nine because yeah. But bye. Right, so, like each one had like a possible compromise. Yeah. I didn't care about any of those except for this one because I kind of like this idea. You do. Yeah. All right, so it's um, it's t- the Tom Verducci's bonus batter idea. Rather than start every inning with the one, two, three hitters, once a game, each team could send any hitter to take the plate to take an at bat, even if that hitter has already been removed from the game. Yeah. 
So if you're down a run in the eighth, you can send your top hitter to the plate with two on and two outs rather than let your number nine hitter hit. Oh, true. That way, the best players have a greater chance to be involved in the game's biggest moments without completely revamping the sport. Yeah, the way I'm looking at it, yeah. So my the only question I have about that, right, is like, okay, you can put in any hitter you want. So it's just like, okay, let's take that scenario. Bottom eight, two on, two out. Yeah, that's the number nine hitter. Can you put in Mike Trout who bats third, or does it have to be someone from your bench? And uh, then does Mike Trout just get like and just an extra at bat? That's actually I'm sure that's something to be expanded yeah. on. And I'm sure that's obviously the scenario if you want to put your best mm-hmm. players in that scenario. But I don't know, I just because you never know. Your ninth hitter could surprise you. Oh, hundred percent obviously, Jackie yeah. Bradley Jr. But yeah, but he'll strike out too because that's what he does. <laughs> yeah, but not in the playoffs. No, I don't get it. Dude, this, the ALCS, he was a different player. Then come World Series, he disappears. Is, is that the only proof that will be needed for the Red Sox cheating? <laughs> Probably. Because <laughs> that was the season, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was only JBJ who was cheating. I don't it was get JBJ, it. not the Red Sox. <laughs> he'll literally have good games. And like for five months, he'll strike out every at-bat. And I call him his nickname, which I, I probably shouldn't say because it's not nice. Jackie Crappy Jr. Jackie, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> that was funny though. I can't. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, but what did you think of that segment, like the, the rules and stuff? I know. I agree with some of them. It was intriguing, right? Yeah, I thought that whole article was just intriguing. If you want to check it out, it's on CBSSports.com. Ten rule changes for 2020 potentially, maybe if you think about it. No, no. Go tell them. Go tell them. We sent you guys. Tell them. Listen to the podcast because. And let us know if you find the typo. So that way, I told we'll, you where it was, so you better find it. So that way, uh, Will and I can, uh, our podcast can go higher and higher. Then before you know it, Will and I can be doing what we'll be on CBS. Like uh, yeah, what Adam Scheffler does. Will and I can do it on Sunday before football. Hi, I'm John Hunter here in Philadelphia. Carson Wentz is hurt once again. Jalen Hurts be getting the start, and then I'll be in New England reporting. Like, oh, I just heard John O'Halloran say Carson Wentz is hurt again. Well, that's a shocker. <laughs> Back in Philly, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> John, where can they find you? You guys can find my Instagram at John O'Halloran15, my Twitter underbar John underbar O'Halloran. Well, where can find you on the interweb? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at William Glisky. Follow the show on both Twitter and Instagram at TTL Pod. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred listening platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor, whatever. And share with friends and family, please. And we will catch you in the next episode.